0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Australian Seller Podcast. My name is Chris Thomas and I'll be your host. And this is the show where we talk about all things Amazon and e-commerce, whether it be private label, wholesale, drop shipping, and how you can generate a recurring income either on the side or as a full-time gig. G'day, g'day everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Australian Seller Podcast. Today's episode is 97, we're getting close. So if you want the show notes to today's show, just head over to theaustralianseller.com forward slash 097 and uh, you'll get all the links and all the notes for today's show where I am joined by rising star and seven-figure Amazon seller, Sharon Evan from Amazon FBA Alphas. Uh, Sharon's amazing. She's a mum. She's a wife. She's a coach. She runs a very big Amazon business, obviously. Yeah, truly incredible. Uh, We actually met for the first time when we joined Norm Farrar on Danny McMillan's Seller Sessions show, where we showed off our failed products, if that's even such a thing. Anyway, today, Sharon and I chat about product research for COVID and beyond COVID, and then we discuss Amazon's new feature, which is the virtual product bundling feature. So we talk about what that is, how it works, and how it might help you grow your Amazon business. Uh, We also touch on another of Amazon's new features, which is Amazon Posts. So Sharon's had amazing success with that and she discusses the secrets to her success and a big thanks to retail global pioneer and amazon australia for hosting the amazon digital day yesterday that was thursday the 18th of june and i was lucky enough to host a panel uh, with some all-star sellers on Amazon. I had Liz Cassidy with me from FBA Prep Australia, Luca Peng, I like to call him the international man of mystery, but he's from Luca Hair Salon, and of course Jing Gao, president of Outsourced Import. And we discussed everything to do with Amazon Australia and lots of other related issues about selling on amazon too so again a big thanks to them and thanks for everybody that joined us on the panel now don't forget to join the australian seller family over on facebook by heading over to the forward slash facebook and if you do need some private coaching for your amazon business just head over to the forward slash chris all right let's get on with today's show with sharon evan Back to another episode of the Australian Seller Podcast, and I am thrilled to welcome Sharon Evan from FBA, well, Amazon FBA Alphas, Private Label Domination. Uh, Sharon, thank you so much for joining me on the show. Um, Tell us a bit about you and your background. How did you get to start selling on Amazon?
1: Hey, Chris. so First of all, thank you so much for having me here. Um, Yeah, so I've actually... Start, I started selling online when I was 15. Um, I first started selling on trademe.co.nz. So I'm originally from New Zealand, um, but mm-hmm. I live now in Israel. And I discovered Amazon in 2016. God knows how it took me that long to discover Amazon. I have no idea. I mean, I always knew about Amazon, but I didn't actually know that you could sell on Amazon until 2016, which if you knew how much online stuff I had done, you'd be like, how did you not know about it earlier? Anyway, (laughs) I got into it in 2016. um, And I'm... I'm trying to stop calling myself just an Amazon seller, and I'm trying to call myself more about a brand builder because apart from Amazon, I also sell off of Amazon. Um, mm-hmm. But it it started with Amazon these brands that I do today. That's me. Fabulous.
0: When you, <laughs> that's an awesome <laughs> summary and probably the quickest one that I've had actually on the show. People can often get very, you know. In, oh, involved. Yeah, anyway, <laughs>
1: I just see so I, I can go on and on. So I, that was that was a really short version.
0: <laughs> that was perfect. So, but when you said off Amazon, are you talking about like other I don't know online platforms? Are you actually talking about like retail or you know physical stores? I'm
1: actually no. So I do mean on uh, retail uh, online. But mm-hmm. well, before COVID, we were working with someone where we were trying to get into specialty stores as well um, mm-hmm. with one of our brands. That's kind of being put on hold right now, but that is definitely a goal that I have. Um, and for anyone who uh, doesn't understand the difference between uh, specialty stores and um, getting into department stores, department stores obviously are like the big, what do you guys have in, in uh, Australia? Target and things like that. And then specialty We specialty yes. stores. Yeah, specialty stores are just like the smaller stores for people who you know have their own little stores and don't necessarily have the money or the want to buy thousands of units. Um, and yeah. they're actually a great place to get into as well. Obviously, we're speaking about when you're brand building and you're building, trying to get outside of um, uh, e-commerce as well. Um, so that mm. is something that we were planning on doing um, <laughs> and we will do. But what I mean is on Amazon and um, outside of Amazon, we still are old school and we still have Wix stores, which we're just changing into Shopify now, but sure. um that's 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 what I mean
0: yeah oh cool you have a a young child you've got a husband you've got a whole bunch of responsibilities as a parent and as a coach and you're busting out youtube videos and just have an extraordinary you know seven figure amazon business with multiple brands like how do you juggle all of these responsibilities
1: um (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I And you were going to ask me this one and I don't, yes. I, I always answer, I always answer, uh, I try to answer as, always as um, straight up as I am. I am very bad at my time management and I still need to work on it. Um, you've probably Same. seen that I don't sleep. I sleep maybe four hours a night, which is horrible and terrible, and I have to work on it.
0: Well, just let me interrupt you there because I, I remember having a chat with you and you wrote back to me from Israel saying, uh, look, I'm sorry, it's like four o'clock in the morning and I'm still working. And I was like, yeah. well, what are you doing? So, yeah, it is true, people. Um, Sharon work is one of the hardest working people that I've ever met. I-
1: uh, I'm very good at also talking about my weaknesses. I have a lot of strengths, but I also have some weaknesses. I think my biggest mistake um, was that I didn't start outsourcing things earlier. One of my my weaknesses is that I'm over controlling. Like I'm really, really a control freak um, and I have difficulty Mm -hmm. letting go on some things. And it's a a terrible, terrible thing to have. And anyone who's listening who can relate, like work on it. Um, And I'm learning now to let go and to allow other people to do some things because i have this thing where i think i can only do what i do and no one can do it better than me which is a total yeah. load, of, load of crap really <laughs> it's not true i can teach it's someone an to do something my way
0: yeah sorry no it is it's an affliction
1: <laughs> yeah it's 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 not it's, it's not true there's things that i would never give up which is like my ppc right like that's something i wouldn't mm-hmm. allow someone but apart from amazon like you said coaching i also wouldn't Give I don't think at this stage, but even like editing and things like that, you know there's so many things that i I shouldn't be doing myself um mm-hmm. today, so my husband and I are a husband and wife team um and since I started the coaching and stuff that I do and in YouTube and, and my Facebook group, um my husband has taken over a lot more of the Amazon side of the business, which mm-hmm. is amazing because it helps me to I think today, one of my biggest things is that I just love and get fulfillment out of the coaching. So I have taken a lot more on that, but I'm still very, very much involved, as you can probably tell with my controlling side of me, with our, <laughs> with our, with our brands. Um, but look, it's, it's, it's difficult. It's not easy. Not for me anyway. Um, my no. son's three. Mm. Three is, is... How many children do you have, Chris?
0: I've got two, but I'm a little luckier in that they're 11 and 14, so they're oh. much more independent now. Yeah, but I do remember having three-year-olds and five-year-olds and it was it was pretty chaotic, yeah. and it's But, you know, I was running an Amazon. Tough. Well, I was running an e-commerce businesses back then and I managed to somehow figure it out. But, yeah, it was really tough. So, yeah, it's hard.
1: It's, it's <laughs> tough in a sense that, like, I'm uh, 32 this year and my husband will be 40 this year and he's like, you know, I'm getting old, I want a second child and – I keep saying to him, I'm just not at a place where I can be a good mother and bring another child until I work out my time management with the amount of businesses that we have. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's this year is the year I'm working on outsourcing um, and working on learning to let go and allowing other people to come in because it's just, I'm I'm not going to be able to scale the way that I want to scale in things if, if I don't do it. And it's. Probably one of the biggest mistakes that we also did with Amazon that we didn't do that earlier as well, because even though we're doing very well, we probably could have done a lot better had we done that a while ago too. Sorry.
0: Yeah. There's a whole working on the business rather than in it. And it is extremely hard to let go. I remember when I was running a, a an SEO, and SEM agency back in 2007 and yeah, it was a real challenge to actually bring on staff, but eventually just, it's kind of like training. It's like learning anything. Yeah. Um, Eventually, after a few years, you you just sort of get used to outsourcing, and well, in, in that case, it was really just hiring people to get stuff done, right? So it, it certainly helps you scale up more quickly. The challenge is, of course, uh, hiring the right people. So you know, I spent a lot of I spent a lot more time employing people than I did sort of waiting to fire them. Do you know what I mean? So it's sort of like yeah. hire slowly and fire fast. Like um, that was probably the biggest lesson that I learned from all of that. But yeah, definitely scaling is you do need other people to help you and it's a really hard thing, absolutely. And again, probably love to talk about SOPs. Like I do a lot of video SOPs and sometimes they they don't really make a lot of sense but it's just the way that I do things. So I record how I do copywriting or keyword research or I don't do that much on product research. But yeah, anyway, this is a whole bunch of things that I, I try and do to help to scale things, yeah.
1: You see, if we speak about the product research side of it, because I don't, re- I don't know. I could be wrong. I could be living in my own little bubble. I don't really know that many people that do product research the way I do. Because my mind is very weird. I, I, I'm just weird in that sense. I, uh, <laughs> my mind just doesn't doesn't switch off. for it's actually unfortunately because it also means I have really bad sleeping problems. I'm just. It's not that I'm addicted to money or anything. It's not the money side of it. It's just that I'm extremely extremely creative. Um. And I'm always thinking about different things. And if I only had, could clone myself, I'd probably have a million brands. But <laughs> anyway, with the product research side of it, for example, it's just difficult for me to even think about how I'm supposed to teach someone to think, to think like me. you know. Mm. And now that I've been coaching for so long, I've, for the last, last year and a half, I've probably coached over 400 people and it's one-on-one. I, I don't do courses or anything. It's all one-on-one. I've realized mm. that there's actually a lot of people that can catch on to the way that I teach, and if if I can teach someone else to do it for their own business, then you know I probably could teach someone to do it for my own business. I just would be a tough boss, but um, <laughs> yeah, but, but definitely other things like editing, copywriting. I don't do copywriting. I, I have a copywriter, um, Sasha, who's amazing. That kind of so stuff I go. don't do. I don't do myself. Great. But mm. the things that you know take up a lot of time. I, I unfortunately have not let go of,
0: and brain power as well. I mean, I, it's funny. Megla, a good friend of mine, Megla Bardwaj from the India mm-hmm. sourcing trip, she shared a video and said, "Have you seen this woman, Sharon Evan? This is probably back in, I think it was like February or March." And you did the product research um, during COVID, I think it was. And mm. I watched it and it was absolutely gobsmack, like it was such a. I could see how your mind was working the way that you were skating to the park in terms of, you know, we could we could all be sourcing, I guess, face masks right now or other, you know, PPE equipment. But you're already like going, "Nah, there's going to be a baby boom in nine months. People are going to be working from home. How can we um, intersect those two events? I suppose, and create products around that. And I was just, yeah, I loved it. And so maybe we can talk about that. What What is your sort of how do you do product research? How do you come up with these amazing ideas?
1: So first of all, thank you very much, and thank you also to Mangala. I didn't even know that. Um, mm. The only bad thing about that video is the audio. But anyway, um, <laughs> with product <laughs> research, with product research, um, oh, I have so many different tricks up my sleeve. But the thing about COVID is, while everyone was looking what they can, you know, bank on right now and sell right now, like all these products that there's also No real proof that they work like all those UV light, not UV light, those, you know, those things that like kill germs Mm. and everyone's looking at those types of products. I'm looking at how I can, it's technically there's a risk to it because I am looking to the future and um, not guessing, but predict it, predicting. But I mean, mm-hmm. there's some things like, I'll, I'll give you an example, okay? Sure. I, sell in, I only sell in America. Also, something that I should have done ages ago was get into Europe and things like that. So, yeah, I'm talking about all the things that, the problems I've had in my <laughs> businesses. I hope you guys are taking it in. If I would have scaled into Europe, etc., ages ago, I'd also be in a different place. But anyway, America is my target um, clients. I, I sell to in the American market. We Think about, for example, obesity right? It's one of the biggest issues in in, America. America is one of the worst countries in the world when it comes to obesity. Sorry to my American friends, it's just the truth. And for example, we've got right now um, people stuck at home, right? Children stuck at home with no fitness, etc. If you think about what are are kids doing mostly right now, they're sitting in front of the TV and they're sitting in front of, of their iPads or whatever. People are putting on weight. So and and not only that, people are learning how to do fitness from home and things like that. So I'm going in and looking at, well, how can I solve a problem, right? What will these people that are going to be putting on weight, what will they need? How can I give, make products for kids fitness and things like that? That's the types of things that I look at, right? And in the video that you're speaking about, I was like, okay, well, a lot of people are going to start working from home. And I'm pretty sure that you and I can agree on that. This is, like pretty definite that people are going to start working from home also I, after COVID. Agreed?
0: Agreed. Absolutely, 100%.
1: So when we have people working from home, I'm not thinking about, well, how can I give them, you know, a nice office and whatever. I'm thinking, well, what kind of problems are they going to have? Have that's, that's what I'm all about, problem solving. Mm. And in that mm. video I spoke about, you know, when I was in the second year of Amazon is when I um, also had my son. And I was breastfeeding at the time. And for example, for someone like me, who unfortunately is nonstop because I'm addicted to what I do. Um, mm. I, I showed in that video, what about women who are breastfeeding and they've got their laptop? How, how can we solve mm. that? Or what about in general, what kind of things people as now, men for example, who are not used to working from home and suddenly they've got, I don't know, let's say noise in the background because of the kids. It doesn't have to be men, it could be women. But you know what mm. I mean? How can yes. I solve problems? Um, homeschooling, for example, right? I mm-hmm. had, um, I, I did homeschool my son until he was two. But mm-hmm. at this age, three and onwards, homeschooling is totally different than what it's like up to the age of two. And homeschooling, people have been forced to homeschool now, right? Until September That's at right. least. So, Things like that. And it's not just homeschooling. It's also rewards and a reward system for children. So the way that my mind works when it comes to product research, especially if we look at COVID, it's not what can I just sell right now? It's what's going to come out of this. And then how can I then solve a problem and give people what they're, they're going to be looking for? And for some people, it may be difficult to hear something like that because I'm not looking at past data, which is what people want. People want to mm-hmm. look at the past data. They want to see proof, et cetera, um, which I also do do. You know, I've got a lot of videos on that as well. And, and I do look at, at brand analytics and then I look at the history of, of keywords and things like that. It's not yeah. that I just guess things, um, but everything I've said to you, I think the, the biggest thing about me is I'm just extremely logical and I go with my yeah. logic.
0: Well, that's it. And, it. and you anticipate and predict where, where things are going to end up, right? So, but it's also the nimbleness of your mind, the way that it's working currently and it's almost perfect for the environment that we're in because most people you know amazon i wouldn't call it static but it tends to be you know we look at the tools we look at the keyword research we look at the keyword volumes we look at the keyword sort of i don't know seasonality of keywords and and products and whatnot in this instance though, this has just created such a different environment for amazon sellers where a lot of the data that came out of tools the historical data that you were just talking about is just completely useless right now. So all we really have is our wits about, you know, product research in particular is, is to where and what should we be doing and what categories should we be playing in and what kind of problems that people are likely to be having uh, after the pandemic has, has uh, subsided. So, yeah, it's extraordinary. Um, yeah, really good stuff really inspiring. Love it. Thank you.
1: Hey, you're welcome. <laughs>
0: <laughs> let's, uh, let's quickly talk about um amazon's new virtual bundle tool if you wouldn't mind this is super new like it got released or announced this week i first saw it on your facebook group and of course i well i copied your post i think pretty much (laughs) and popped it into mine and said hey guys i did give you a credit sorry but, um, no, you,
1: you did give me credit, which is, which is great. No, I'm kidding. It's fine, even if you had <laughs> it.
0: But it was also, I, I it. and then I realized about a day later that I'd misspelled your name somehow just in the excitement. So I managed to edit that and fix that. But anyway, um, enough about that. So, <laughs> okay. look, it is super new. Um, have you had a chance to, I don't know, create a bundle or, or explore with a tool, or is it just too early? Um,
1: let's just quickly ex- explain to, to the listeners what it is. So, Amazon until idea. now. Until now, um, the only way that you could create a official bundle was to actually make an official bundle as in physically put them in the same um, package and make one ASIN for them and actually sell Like Amazon d- didn't do bundling for you. Um, no. So that was the, the, the official way that you could do it. Now Amazon's gone out and brought out virtual bundling, which is for brands only. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm 99% sure that it's for brands only. Yeah, it is. is. Yep.
0: 100%. Yep. Yep.
1: And basically you're able to take one or two, I think it's up to five from memory, up to five from two to five of your products and offer them as a bundle together under its own ASIN where Amazon actually bundles them together for you. So it's five, up to five ASINs that you have already on Amazon. And then you're mm-hmm. able to set up um, one ASIN for them together, and Amazon will pick a pack and send them and sell them as one. And for someone who's, for example, brand registered like, like, like you and I, we have A plus content, mm-hmm. and on my A plus content, anyway, I have I show my other products there, um, and you know people do anyway buy both of my products together. The cool mm-hmm. thing about uh, like for example, I went out and I made one listing only because I was a little bit scared because it's new. So I only made one bundle from two products (laughs) that made sense. Okay. And those two products are anyway bought a lot together. What this does is when you go onto the the main ASIN that you picked, when you go to that ASIN, it shows the option as a bundle. Um, I can't remember if it's under the frequently bought with section or instead of the frequently bought with section. And it shows it, that you're actually able to buy it as a bundle, which is cool. super cool. So yeah. then, so that's basically you upselling your, your product. And the difference between that and not doing that is that you can even give a little bit of a discount. For example, I think I gave like $3 difference or something like that. Um, and then that gives them also the incentive to doing it. But the good thing about this is you're basically able to, to continuously upsell Products that are already in Amazon, instead of doing it, you know, from the beginning, like needing to go and create a whole new bundle. So, and and you can do sponsored brands on it. So you can't do sponsored products, but you can do sponsored brands on it. PPC. That's
0: that's right. Yeah, that's um, it's interesting at the moment. Obviously, it's in beta, so it's still. I I think Amazon's still sort of, you know, hoping that it'll, or just working through the how it's all going to hang together ultimately. But um, so and and look, at some stage, I expect that uh, you know, sponsored products will. Be eligible for the virtual bundles. Do you know though whether customers receive like do they receive two products? Because I can imagine that perhaps some of your inventory is stored at one warehouse and some of it's stored at another, and then that that sort of bundle can be sent separately. And whether that's going to cause any issues for Amazon customers when they don't you know they get a product that doesn't have the bundle in it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I (laughs) actually, I I don't actually know. I don't have the answer to that um, yet i'm just going to go off my logic and say that they would probably have to be able to send it separately because of exactly Mm -hmm. the reason that you said it's a good question that we'll have to we'll have to investigate get to the bottom of and you'll have to update (laughs) your your listeners in in the next podcast you do
0: oh i might have an answer by the time um, i publish this in the next couple of days it's funny i had an interview a couple of years ago now actually with a woman called ashley armstrong and she had a some kind of software called virtual bundler at that stage they were busting out lots and lots of uh, fbm listings So, so basically what you would do is you'd say put two products together in a virtual bundle create a brand new listing and it was an fbm listing so when someone bought it what you're able to do was then create a fulfillment order through your fba inventory to send those two products that were part of the bundle to the customer in the u.s and um and that that was actually working quite well for them. They had a lot of irons in the fire. Like if you had a lot of inventory, you could create literally thousands and thousands and thousands of listings, uh, and and then just sort of fulfill them yourself um, using Amazon FBA. It was really quite clever.
1: When I made that post, um, Regina from um, Women on Amazon yeah. commented that she was been doing that, that that for years. I actually did know about that option, but had never done it myself. Um, mm. So, and I think it's it's very smart and people could totally still do that um, if it makes sense for their product to to be an FBM. Pro- I know it's not actually FBM and it's technically not, but, you know, I mean, for the algorithm, mm. um, I just think that this, I don't think that this is a huge thing. Like, I don't think it's going to make like dramatic changes. I don't know yet. I haven't done it enough. I haven't put enough time into it yet. I just mm. think that it's, it's, just pretty cool, especially for example, if you've someone who's got a really good selling product and then a not so good selling product that makes sense to bundle together and it's already the inventory sitting inside of Amazon. And yeah. you know, there's there's nothing you can do about it right now, apart from, for example, the example that you just gave, which is, you know, the another option. I just think it's really great that you can now do it and it actually shows up. I think what I loved about it is that it shows up on the listing where you can see it. You can either buy it as a bundle. Right, I think that's yes. also what's super super cool, and it's a great way to also get rid of inventory from a product that maybe isn't selling as well by writing on the product that is selling well. Of course, if it makes sense, so
0: absolutely, it totally makes sense. Interestingly, though, as well, they also say in the information about it that they may not be part of a variation family, so unfortunately, you're not able to add them as variations to existing successful products. But it mm. sounds like what you're saying is is that they they still kind of show up on a on a main product though. That's part of the bundle.
1: They show up um, on the. I did it with a product where it actually does have a, a variation, but I chose the main the main product, mm. and then I bundled I created the bundle with a totally different product that is like a um, complement mm. to that product. I would say basically. Yeah. And then when I went on to the listing of the product that does have a variation, it showed up and. I can't remember again if it was instead of frequently bought with or under the frequently bought it with, and it just said mm. that you can buy it in, as a bundle, and had an image there. It's
0: more real estate. It's Excellent. Hundred
1: percent. Hundred percent.
0: And because you know, because Amazon's always got sponsored other you know sponsored products related to this your product on your product page, and yeah, there's lots of ways that Amazon trying to distract customers from buying your stuff. So if you can get more real estate on your own product page, you should do that. All right. Well look, let's move on then. What about Amazon Posts? Now I understand that you've also had a bit of fun with Amazon Post and I had a oh, conversation I love Amazon Post. Oh, yeah. oh well <laughs> that's awesome. I had a chat with uh, Norman Farrar actually, who was also part of our conversation that we had with Danny McMillan on Seller Sessions a few weeks ago about failed Amazon products. So there was a the three of us, wasn't it? And I, I managed to, I managed to. we had a lot of fun there. I'll tell you what, uh, that, that product great... that you had, that was a failure. Seriously, I, I was trying to keep a straight face. It was awesome. So please, if you're listening, anybody, please try and look up that uh, Sensational Seller Sessions session with uh, Sharon and Norm and myself, as we talked about our dismally failed Amazon products. I also
1: put it up on my YouTube channel. It's uh, called It Also Failed Products. So there's a photo of you, me, Norman, and Danny there. So ah, perfect. Anyway, it's it's funny. It's a funny video. You should all all definitely go listen. Chris also had some really good failed products there that were funny. I had some corkers.
0: Yeah, I did have some corkers. And actually, a really interesting story came out of it, which I can't share other than to say that somebody who is a student of mine has approached the. Do you remember the baby focus rattle?
1: Yeah,
0: uh, I was thinking I think was about that product for ages. Uh, one of my product. students one of my students has actually um potentially bought that business from um from the owners. So anyway, maybe I might cut this bit out of the show as well. I'm not no to problem, speak to no you. problem. If you if you
1: need to <laughs> then do
0: it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um So I did speak to Norm about Amazon Posts, but I would love to get your perspective as well on Amazon Posts because this is quite new and it's now out of beta and it looks like it's fully rolled out to anybody that has Amazon advertising. So can you talk us through your experience with it so far?
1: Yep. So I, by the way, also have a video on Amazon Posts um, on, on my YouTube channel, but Amazon Posts is basically like social media, I guess, for Amazon only, well, it's not really, it's kind of like just free advertising on your um, listing, but it only <laughs> works from mobile. So when you go onto your um, Amazon app from your mobile and you look up a product at somewhere, it'll say um, related posts by, and then you see other, either it could be your own posts or other people posts. And basically <laughs> it gives you the opportunity where you can put up um, a really engaging image and write something, you know, that that's going to, um, could be clickbait, could be something that's going to help whatever it may be. And the great thing is that Amazon also gives you, um, the, what do you call it? The engagement results on there. And for example, Mm. my click through rate there is like amazing. It's like for some of them, it's like 10%, something I've never had in the past on some images. And the great thing is that I can learn from that as well what kind of Mm. images work better or worse but the the best thing about it is the amount of real estate that you can have on your own listings sorry Mm. on your own listings because think about it this way if you scroll down let's just say that you own two products of yours own the frequently bought with and let's say you also also um, have your uh, products and PPC, you're targeting your own ASIN from another product. So you're also showing up on your sponsored, mm-hmm. um, you know, sponsored products or sponsored brands on your own listing as well. Other products within your, what your, your, uh, your brand. And then you also show up in the Amazon posts as well. And now you've got so much real estate on your own listing. And the only point of you doing that is also just so that your competitors aren't there. Um, I've right. had. I don't know there's no way of knowing how much it has converted you can only know how many clicks you've had but mm-hmm. we've had a lot of clicks and there's one specific product that we sell that wasn't doing that well for some mm-hmm. well I actually know why it was because it had some bad reviews on it which we are working on but um, I made some really good looking posts using Canva. I actually made them myself, some really good images and I went hardcore on the posts. So you can actually put as many posts as you want. And the more that you put up, the more that Amazon spreads it. And also the more that when they click on it, you earn more of the, um, the feed for it. And mm-hmm. it actually, we did see an increase in sales. Now I have no proof to say that it came from the posts. But it was at the same time at the post, and there was one specific image that got a lot of clicks. I actually showed it <laughs> in, the, in the the post um, video that I made on YouTube. It had uh, today. It's got like literally, I think it's almost thousands of clicks. And that product we're almost sold out. Thank God, because I don't want to continue it. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it's Amazon Post is just a great way for free advertising, basically,
0: and also protecting your listing and and just getting more real estate on what is effectively an Amazon page or your, you know, your page on Amazon, which Amazon owns. And yes, you want to try and protect that page as much as you can from distracting competitor, you know, ads or links or clicks or whatever. So, but tell me what, what do you think the difference was with the image that you did? Like what was your secret there to get that click through rate of 10%? It's extraordinary.
1: It wasn't an image that I could have put as a main image on Amazon because it's against TOS Mm -hmm. that it was that type of image, it was just a really good-looking lady because it's a beauty product um, mm-hmm. with, with the product. And I have no doubt in my mind, that image does show up on the listing. It's just not the first image. Right? If, that, if I could have that as the first image, I know that you know, I would have I been able to, <laughs> to get much, much more engagement on that product. But that is what sure. it was. And that is what is great about it because you can put up non, when I say non TOS, I'm just talking about, you know, the main image, the way that it has to be on the white background, et cetera. Mm, And mm. here you can play around with the image. And what I obviously was speaking about mostly was just the amount of real estate you get on your own listing. But of course you also show up on your competitors listings as well, which is even more, even more real estate. It's, it's, it's genius, in my opinion, the Amazon post. Because it's free. I mean, who wouldn't be using free? You know, it's, 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 like, <laughs> it's just like free ASIN targeting, only you can't choose, pick and choose the ASINs, but it's free. You know, since when does Amazon give us free stuff? It's, uh,
0: well, look at yeah. the early days of, you know, Amazon advertising when we had sponsored ads, we weren't able mm. to choose the ASINs that we were allowed to, to show on and we just had to rely on automatic auto. Ads, you know, the auto campaign so yeah, things have changed yeah. a lot and i expect probably for posts as well that'll change and i guess at some point amazon's probably going to start trying to charge us for it too but yeah are you allowed to use um text in these in these images on posts can you sort of get almost like youtubey with your with your little clickbaity type uh, uh, imagery or not
1: i haven't tried but i think you can't because you need a post doesn't automatically become approved Um Uh, I don't I'm guessing it's not actually a person and it's probably an algorithm that approves it because you know it's how Amazon works. But I don't I don't because you can't use reviews, for example. You're not allowed to use a review as in like an image of a review. So I'm guessing that you wouldn't be able to use but I haven't tried, so I I don't know. I'll have to try and tell Mm -hmm. you.
0: (laughs) That's all good. hey listen we've both got busy lives families and i know that we probably should wrap up at this point but um can i say a massive thank you for coming on my show and sharing your wisdom and logic and fun with us and you're welcome and seriously Mm -hmm. thank you but um how can we get in touch with you sharon
1: uh, so first of all, thank you so much for having me on. Um, and my dad lives in Australia. I'm like, I should have been in Aussie. <laughs> I don't know how I was born in New Zealand. Anyway, uh, I love New Zealand. <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love, I love, I'm, I'm like, anyway. Long story short, you can contact me through, um, you can find my Facebook group, Amazon FBA Alphas, or on YouTube, it's Sharon Evan, E-V-E-N. Um, and you can contact me through my Facebook, just normal Facebook, Sharon Evan. Um, that's me
0: you're a star thank you thank you thank you i'm super grateful and um yeah hopefully we can get you back on to the show in the next i guess hopefully before the end of the year and yeah we can catch up and talk about the uh how the posts are going how the virtual bundling is going for you and uh yeah see what, whatever else is going on for you
1: cool thank you so much for having me I'm looking forward to being back on
0: All links and show notes for this episode can be found over at theaustralianseller.com forward slash podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher or your favorite podcast platform. Sign up to my email over at theaustralianseller.com and I'll send you a note each time I publish a new podcast episode. Thanks so much again for listening.